I have so many like ideas and things that I want to do with it. Like I want to create like merch and like a body pillow yes. and just like one of those baby mice pads. Just full degenerate weeb with it. Like <laughs> I'm having so much fun. Hey everyone, welcome back to Vivid Talks. Today we have a very special guest, Peach Milky, who is a full-time cosplayer and VTuber living in Japan. She's going to be sharing her story as a creator and also her lifestyle in Japan. Hello everyone, welcome to Vivid Talks. Today we have Peach here, who is a very, very cute cosplayer and VTuber. And I'm so excited to have her here today with us. Hi everyone! Hello, your character is super <laughs> hello, adorable. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. My name is Peach or Peach Milky. I'm a full-time cosplayer and also Twitch streamer slash VTuber. Living in Japan. It's nice to meet y'all. Hello, hello. <laughs> so, Peach, how long have you been doing this full-time career as a creator for? I'd say that I went full-time about five years ago, which is also when I moved to Japan. So when I moved here, it's when it pretty much became my full-time gig. Aww, that's so cool. And was it intentional when you moved here, you wanted to do this full-time? Kind of. Originally, I was only planning on living in Japan for one year. I was on a working holiday. I was planning on just doing things like YouTube, content creation, stuff like that, and then moving back to Ireland shortly after that. But in the end, I ended up staying a lot longer. I started doing modeling here in Japan as oh. well. And things here have just been really, really great in terms of like creating cosplay content and stuff like that because you have such easy access to studios and all the kind of things that I need. And there's a lot more opportunities here in Tokyo. So thankfully, things have been really positive content creation-wise living in Tokyo, and I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad to hear that. I just mm. hear that sometimes it's really difficult as a foreigner to really, I guess, transition mm. into the society, especially Japanese culture, because they're really into their own type of culture. So did you find it yeah. difficult to try to integrate into the Japanese society when you were first there? I mean, I feel like there's some things that I still find difficult, even being here five years later. There's still things that I struggle with, like certain kind of cultural norms that I'm not used to. But overall, because I am doing content creation and I'm working for myself, I thankfully don't have to deal with the kind of strict Japanese work culture that a lot of other foreigners have to deal with. I do have a Japanese agency here, but actually they work with foreigner models. So oh. they're super like easy to work with compared to maybe like if you were working in a Japanese company that was all like Japanese workers, I think the culture would definitely be very, very difficult. I'm pretty lucky in that regard. So happy to hear that. Do they partner you guys like all the other models in the agency to do collaborations then or sometimes they do but to be honest it's quite rare so this agency that i'm with they actually manage more of like the modeling side so if i do things for like brands in japan they don't really involve themselves too heavily in my content creation work which is really good i can kind of remain pretty independent that way but sometimes they'll have like the models get together for different projects and stuff that they're planning oh that's so cool so mainly it's like projects for like doing fashion photo shoots for mm -hmm. for different clothes brands and things like that yeah i'm so glad that they let you kind of do your own thing on the side with your cosplay and your vtubing and streaming <laughs> yeah honestly they're the best like they're so chill especially compared to like regular like japanese companies they're just like very free and they kind of let me do whatever i want and they're really really supportive they've got me some amazing just modeling jobs here that like i honestly never would have dreamed that i would have been able to do so oh. i'm always so grateful to them i wouldn't be able to live in japan without them because they sponsored me an entertainer's visa 
visa, oh, which is、I、like、see. the model's visa. And I actually don't have a university degree. So if I wanted to get like a regular job, a regular working visa, it would be impossible for me. If、oh. I wanted to do like English teaching or something like that, you need to have a university degree, which I don't have. So I'm really grateful that I had them to kind of help me and really improved my quality of life, I guess. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I'm glad you're living <laughs> the life that you want to in Japan、yeah. and doing the things you love doing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious because you live in Japan, do you tend to have more of a Japanese audience base or do you tend to have like more English speaking that are in Asia? Definitely more English speaking. Most of the people that watch my content on Twitch and then also consume my content as far as cosplay goes are from like America and the、oh. UK. I definitely do have a small Japanese audience, but because I don't post my content in Japanese language, it's not super duper large. So mostly English. Speakers. Do you find it very difficult to kind of schedule your timing around that since you're in the other side of the world? Yeah, it can be difficult. So I have to either start streaming very early in the morning or very late at night. If I try streaming in the middle of the day, the only people that are really online at that stage is like Australia、oh. <laughs> and then Asia, and then the rest of the world is like asleep by that time. So yeah, I have to be pretty careful with when I choose to start my streams and end them. And how often do you stream? Do you do it four or five days a week? or? Yeah, I usually do four or five days a week, pretty much. Most weeks it's four days a week. Then I try to do cosplay photo shoot or other kind of photo shoot maybe once or twice a week. So when you're streaming, what kind of content do you stream? I stream video games mostly. Sometimes we do a little bit of just chatting. And also sometimes I do come out of my VTuber form <laughs> and I do just straight up cosplay streams. Like, for example, if I get like a new. Genshin Impact cosplay. I'll also put that on and then stream in the cosplay while playing the game just for fun. <laughs> I saw your Ganyu. It was so cute. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. <laughs> It was super adorable. <laughs> thank you so much. Now, the question I wanted to ask is how convenient is it to do cosplays in Japan? I know, like, say, here in、mm. the Western countries, we would just go out to the park or on the streets、mm. and just be in cosplay and take photos. I know you can't really do that in Japan. Yeah, it's true. But on the bright side, we have very easy access to like amazing studios. I was just at one yesterday actually shooting a new cosplay and it like only cost 20 bucks per person and you、What? have access to this huge building. Of course, you have to share it with other people so you can't like take your time as much, but everyone is very polite and everyone shares. And if like if you want to get into a certain studio, people will be like, oh, I'll be this long. And people are really courteous as well, which is nice. Yeah, you can't really put on a cosplay and like just kind of walk to the park or go to a park because <laughs> a lot of parks have strict rules on what you can do and what you can shoot. They don't want you doing anything like commercial there without permission. So it can be kind of strict in that way, but also super convenient in other ways. Ways. So, when you're seeing these cosplay studios, so it's like they have like probably four to ten different photo sets, and then it's like a theme park. They just kind of walk around and wait their turn. Is that what happens at these cosplay、yeah. studios? Yeah, I mean, the one that I went to has like 20, 25 different studios. Like, it's a huge building. It's actually in a shopping center, strangely enough.、Aww. But I go there really often. I've shot there like so many times, I honestly can't even count it. And there's actually quite a few places like that that you can go to, and they've got all different themes for any character you can imagine. So it's just, you're spoiled for choice, really. It's、Aww. amazing. That's like the one thing cosplayers always dream of finding, like the perfect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. background to shoot. And、yes. you pay by the hour to go shoot, or how does that work? Usually it's a set time. So, this place they offer either a five hour set or an eight hour set.、Oh. I got the five hour one yesterday, and for five hours, it's only 
2,000 yen every wow. weekday, which is super cheap. It's a little more expensive on the weekends, but not by much. It's maybe like 2,500 yen or something. And then if you want the eight R's, it's roughly like 3,500 yen, which is around 35 US dollars. So it's yeah. so, so, so cheap. Incredible. That's kind of a rarity, <laughs> to be honest, though, because... I do go to other studios and they're like $100 an hour, that kind of thing. But this one is super, super convenient. And do they change their sets often or they kind of have like the same sets? Usually they stick to the same sets, but they do change them around. So like, let's say it's Halloween, they'll kind of take a set and decorate it with Halloween stuff. Or for summertime, they put out like little booths that you can like pretend to be at a summer festival or something at. When you are sharing your space with other people, because you're in a cosplay studio, are they okay with people that are showing more skin or sexier content or they Mm -hmm. don't allow that? They don't really allow it. depends for example the place that i went to yesterday you can't shoot lingerie if you wanted to you would need to go to your private studio for that but if you wanted to shoot like let's say a bunny outfit or something like that then that would be okay but i don't think you can go as far as like swimsuits or lingerie in that space also if you're wearing a cosplay i mean you know how anime girls outfits can be like sometimes they could be like really wacky and revealing in really random areas yeah if you have a costume like that it's okay to shoot but you need to throw a coat over yourself when you're walking to and from each studio so if you're coming out of the changing room you need to put something over yourself to cover but then whenever you get to the studio you can take it off and you can shoot freely that's interesting that's kind of like a different etiquette right in the studio Mm -hmm. space when i attended a japanese convention anime japan in tokyo Mm -hmm. we couldn't walk around with our cosplays we had to definitely cover up even when we were going to the bathrooms and whatnot Wow, really? At a convention? Yeah, and it was at Causeholic too. Even though the convention was right there and we wanted to go to the bathroom, literally it was like a meter away. Had to put our jacket on to cross the hallway. (laughs) So it was interesting culture. Yeah, it's the same kind of etiquette for the studios here as well. How do you find the lifestyle is in Japan then as like a full-time creator? What do you do on your days off when you're not shooting or streaming? Days off are extremely rare, to be honest. Oh no! Uh, Literally, I just get up and I go shopping in like Harajuku or something. I find myself acting like a tourist again because I really love Tokyo so much and I love being here. And if I have a day off, I'll go on day trips, maybe get the train and leave Tokyo for a day or I'll go shopping, the kind of big fancy areas that everyone goes to. And especially right now, this year and last year, of course, because there's no travel, tourism is very, very low. So these places that are usually very, very busy right now are like really quiet and very, very enjoyable to go to. (laughs) So like the Kesha Street is really, really nice to go visit. Shibuya is a lot quieter than it usually is right now. (laughs) So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you get to like go to the temples and everything and there's no crowd. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like Sensoji and Asakusa is always so 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 crowded but this year and last year I've never seen it so quiet and of course it is sad as well because mm-hmm. the vendors aren't getting the business that they need and that they're used to but it is a very rare and nice opportunity to see these spots without the crowds. Now the very very important question is what do you eat? <laughs> do you what cook do I at eat? Home? To be honest so eating out here is pretty cheap so it's very very tempting to go out to eat. <laughs> say I do a good 50-50. I eat out pretty often at cafes and restaurants, but I also cook at home occasionally. What kind of food do you cook at home? So I'm vegetarian. I actually don't eat fish or meat. So sometimes it could be kind of difficult in Japan because you don't have very easy access to fake meats or anything, soy meats and stuff, but things are getting a lot better. I sometimes make myself like homemade pizzas. I make curry a lot, pastas. I make like chickpea burgers, stuff like that. What is your favorite restaurant to go eat? 
you go eat out. I really love this restaurant called Tea's Tantan. There's quite a few of them in Tokyo. It's actually a ramen place, Ooh. but they do all vegan noodles, vegan ramen, and they do curry as well. And honestly, their stuff is so delicious. Their soy meat is so good. I love it. What is your go to dish you order when you're there? I always get the, the teas, tantan, ramen noodles. Instead of like having a pork base for this, they have like sesame seed、oh. base and it's oh, so good, oh, so delicious. You're making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Japan has so much like interesting like, variety of food.、Mm. I just want to go visit、yeah. and eat everything. <laughs> Because of the Olympics, they were preparing for an influx of a lot of tourism and a lot of foreigners. There's been so many interesting like vegan restaurants popping up recently, which is Great for me, <laughs> that are like taking kind of traditional Japanese foods that maybe I wasn't able to eat before and like making vegan versions of them that I can enjoy, so it's awesome. Do a lot of locals still go out to eat right now during COVID times? Is it kind of、uh, back to normal or? Locals going out is pretty much back to normal. We're actually in a third state of emergency right、oh. now, but our state of emergency basically means that places are no longer allowed to serve alcohol and everywhere that serves food has to close by 8 p.m. But besides that, everything is pretty normal and people still go out. Pretty often. Oh, that's interesting. I don't think any other country、mm. has the rule of alcohol. I know some countries、uh. do the curfew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they said that they wanted to do the alcohol one because the virus was spreading in a lot of like bars and izakaya.、Oh. Because, of course, when people are drinking, they become a little more lax, like they touch each other, they pull their masks down, you know, they're talking louder, this kind of thing. So I think that's why. Izakaya is the best tapa food store. <laughs> I know. I love Izakaya. I really miss them. They haven't been open past 8 p.m. in like, I think, six months. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I miss them a lot. Do you have any type of plans or projects you're working on this year that you are? Looking forward to doing? Well, I started VTubing just this year, so I've only been doing it for like four months now, if even. And honestly, it's something that I've really fallen in love with. And I have so many like ideas and things that I want to do with it. Like, I want to create like merch and like、Ooh. a body pillow. Yes. And just like one of those baby mice pads, just full degenerate weeb with it. <laughs> like, I'm having so much fun. I actually got my VTube mommy, who's the one that made me. <laughs> have you seen the Twitch? Like hot tub stream things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got her to make me like a 2D hot tub and like a、oh, bikini for my character、nice. and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I can join the Twitch meta. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, I'm so、yeah. happy to hear you're having so much fun doing this. Yeah, honestly, it's so much fun. I love it. So, if someone were to want to get into like the VTuber world, what would you give them as a piece of advice? I would say if you want to get into VTubing and specifically the streaming side of it, check and make sure that it's something that you're going to enjoy before you invest in all the equipment. And getting a VTuber made is a really, really long and expensive process. Getting a stream set up is a really long and expensive process. Make sure it's something that you're going to enjoy before you throw money at it, right? Because I have actually seen quite a lot of VTubers graduating because they started streaming and then they realized after a while, like a couple months, that it's not really something that they wanted to do. Streaming isn't necessarily something they enjoy very much. I think it's definitely good to maybe try out streaming, maybe just face cam, streaming to a few friends, see how you feel about it before you jump in. I think that a lot of people feel like when they Get a VTuber, they have to stream. But I think that 
people could make things like YouTube content, commentary videos, like there's all kinds of content you can make with a VTuber. It doesn't have to just be streaming. So kind of think outside the box and see what kind of content you would enjoy making instead of, you know, just streaming because that's what everyone else is doing. What do you find challenging as a VTuber then? The challenge is mostly money and investing. Oh, like the upfront costs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like a VTuber community, like everyone around you is always getting new upgrades, new 3D, new outfit, new this, new that. And sometimes it makes me feel like, oh, I need to keep up. Like I need to keep getting new things. I need to upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. You know, it's kind of like getting a PC that you just constantly have to like keep building and building and building. So I think that's like a struggle that I feel like, oh, I have to keep up with everybody else. Everybody else is getting this new improvement. I want this new improvement. Oh, you could do this now. I want to be able to do that too. So then how do you, I guess, combat that feeling that you don't feel overwhelmed and you have to follow the flow of the trend? I think I just try to take a step back and realize that I don't have to rush into anything. Like for me, I'm not just a VTuber. VTuber isn't my full-time job. I'm also a cosplayer. I'm also focusing on more than just one thing. So I try to just take a step back and realize like, you know, everyone's on their own journey. Everyone has to go at their own pace. You can't follow everyone else. You just have to do what makes you feel good. And whenever you want to do it, whenever you can afford it, that's what's most important. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge. (laughs) You're super adorable. (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) yeah that's all the questions i wanted to ask is there anything else you'd like to uh, share with our listeners before we end off i know that catching my streams is kind of a difficult thing for a lot of people especially over the world because i'm in japan but i recently started sharing my highlights on youtube so if you guys want to check that out that would be neat (laughs) yeah thank you so much for having me thank you so much for being on the show thank you of course (laughs) thank you (laughs)